What the hell's the name of this thing? Wayne's World. The award-winning Evan Grant. I can't even count anymore on my fingers and toes. Kevin Sherrington. Kevin Sherrington, clown number one. Barry Horn. Uh, he tried to get me in mid-shoe. Hello, everybody, and welcome into what is going to be thank you a spectacular edition of Ballsy. I would, I would like hold it, on wait, the wait. Sports Day DFW Dallas Morning News podcast. I am Kevin Sherrington. I want a new. Intro. Who are you? I want a new intro. That's who. What I am. Why do we have to say award-winning Evan Grant? He's not even here. He's not even here as and usual. You know, and as as we all know. Every writer is award-winning. At some point in your career, you've won an award. I've won multiple. You awards. win. I, I would have been. You should have introduced me as the multiple award multiple winning. Multiple award winner. Yeah. You, if you if you haven't won an award by this point, then you, you need to move on. Uh, in, in this edition, we're going to talk about it's a cow it's a Cowboys it's ball Cowboys podcast. balls uh, podcast, and it's going to be about the all-time positional rankings uh, of the Cowboys. And the Dallas Morning News did this recently online for our digital product. And we are going to take a look at those. At first, I wanted to say, uh, as, an, as an overview on this, looking at the Cowboys, which, who have a, a fairly short history in the NFL, uh, since they only came into the league in 1960. They're not one, of the, not one of the original teams. And so some of these organizations go way back. You know, uh, the Steelers, the, the Bears, Packers. the Packers. You know, they go back into the, the, the 20s and 30s. Uh, so... Certainly, and they have a lot more candidates for this kind of thing uh, than the Cowboys do. So Bronco Nagurski was not in consideration No, he was not. So, But my point is is that I believe that a a couple of these positions, you could say the Cowboys uh, rank as well as any other organization in the NFL. Did you like those three Super Bowls? Yeah. I bet you did. I think it's it's not so much the winning the Super Bowls. It's the fact that— It's been a pretty successful team. Oh, absolutely. That's why it's America's team. Because uh, Tech Schramm made it that way. Um, and I will say this, that Tech Schramm probably had more to do with the fact that they were America's team than than anybody else. Did you get Jerry Jones to say that? Yeah. Did he say that? No. Okay. Did he? So, I want us to look at the first one, is the most obvious one, which is quarterbacks. Well, correct. Right? This is, this is a no-brainer. It's, it's a no-brainer. Well, it's a no-brainer for the category, but it, it, is it a no-brainer for who is the best quarterback in the history of the Cowboys? Yes, so, it's a no-brainer. It's Troy Aikman. It's Troy Aikman. Yeah. You, so you say Troy? Yeah, yeah. Well, because you're going to disagree with me. I am going to disagree with that because I because I picked uh, Roger Staubach. As a matter of fact, if we look across the board on the way it was picked at the Dallas Morning News, we had we had uh, uh, Brandon George, Kate Haropoulos, David Moore, John Machota, Tim Kalashaw, Rick Goslin, and yours truly, who picked the the quarterbacks, and uh, that group. The only one who didn't pick Roger Staubach was Tim Kalashaw. So I'm in good company. Yeah, I knew you were going to say I'm, that. I'm in good company, me and you Tim. Know, I respect Tim's opinion very much. Not, not, not yours so much, but I do respect Tim's uh, opinion very much uh, on this subject. He picked Aikman, uh, and I think it was probably very close. I didn't talk to Tim about his pick. Uh, he, you, but here, you can't he go picked wrong. because he won three Super Bowls. Super Bowls. That, yeah, and, and that's what I would go. I, I, that's, that was my thinking behind it as well. But look, we're arguing. No, no, you're, you're splitting hairs. There's two splitting Hall of Splitting hairs. Two, Hall of, two great quarterbacks. But here, here was the reason why I picked Roger Staubach. All right, we, we saw Troy Aikman do a fantastic job with those early uh, 90s Cowboys team, correct? Correct. Uh, to me, should have won four straight Super Bowls. Yeah, that's so correct. We, we won't get into that. Yeah. Uh, 
he was the perfect quarterback for that for that organization. Just like Emmett Smith was the perfect running back for it. Just like Michael Irvin was the perfect you know wide receiver, possession receiver. Just like Jay Novacek was the perfect tight end. It was a machine. That that team they went up and down the field very orderly, very you know not a lot of big plays. Uh, not this was certainly not a fantasy type team. You know they they were very efficient in what they did. They didn't turn the ball over. They were very efficient in what they did, and that's the kind of quarterback Troy Aikman was. Extremely efficient. All right. Now let's look when when pieces started to come. No, out of Roger Staubach had no help on those. Teams. I'm not going to get to that. One. Gonna, hold on. He had no help when he started to take the pieces out. We take out Jay Novacek. There was a noticeable difference in the offense when Jay Novacek retired. Uh, and, then, and then when we saw the decline of some of those guys, at the end of his career, wh- how old was Troy Eggman when he retired? Uh, 30? 32, I Thir- believe. Okay. Uh, 31, 32. How good? He was beaten up. He, 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 how, that was a how beat, good was he? That was a beaten up Troy Eggman. Yes, it was. Well, concussions, Turner. his back. He, how he, many concussions did Roger Staubach have? He had a lot of concussions he as well. He had more. And, and, and we don't know. We don't know how many concussions. He had at least had. nine. We have. We don't know how many concussions Troy Aikman had. We don't know how many concussions Roger Staubach. Well, had. Roger had at least the nine. Counting, that's what he said. Because because they, they had you know Ma and Pa Kettle on the sideline going, oh, that's a concussion. That's my, a concussion. my point was is that that I believe that Roger Staubach would have won in any uh, um, type of team that the Cowboys had. And I'm not saying that they would have won Super Bowls. I'm just saying that. Because of his athletic okay, ability, you know, if you take, I heard, I heard what you said about Jay Dovacek. You take Troy Aikman off those teams too; they're not Super Bowl. Oh, absolutely! I'm okay. not saying he's not a great quarterback. I'm not saying he's not the he's not a Hall of Famer. I am saying that all around, he's not as gifted as Roger Staubach was. I'm, you, well, I'm not I, talking I about. I'm not talking about the parts. I'm talking about the total package, and I, and I would take Troy Aikman. We we could be here for the next hour and disagree on this, correct? But you'd be wrong the whole time. Well, th- in in your estimation, and in the estimation of five other panelists on this, uh, all of them not a, not Tim not every vote is equal. I'll take Tim. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll take Tim Collishow. Wow. Okay. All right. So then we had now. Here was the interesting thing too on this. So everybody either had Stallback or Aikman one or two. Okay. I don't have any argument with that. Right. That's that's the way it should be. Uh, they're, they're they're both Hall of Famers, right? Okay. Or they, are, are they, oh, I, I, educate me. Was Roger Stallback a first ballot Hall of Famer also, like Troy? Mm, I don't believe I, he was. I, I don't know. I don't, re- I don't recall that he was. Uh, but I will. Uh, uh, my, my my point is is that Troy Aikman was the first ballot Hall of Famer. But we but, quarterback. But you know why? It's because he was er- like thirty six or thirty seven, and he was in the Hall of Fame. Because everybody believes, oh, you're not good unless you unless you win. You know, if you win Super Bowls, then you're great. And that's how we always measure quarterbacks. And I say that's wrong because of Dan Marino. So what, uh, how many how many how many uh, Super zero. Bowls did Dan, Dan Marino zero. went to one? Didn't well, win didn't any. Was he not a great quarterback? He, yes, he was. He was one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. There's no question about that. So I don't, I don't measure quarterbacks. So but he much didn't play for the Cowboys, so he's he's not included he's not in this discussion. In Go ahead. Let's my move my on. next point was going to be number three on my list, and number three on uh, Tim's list, as a matter of fact, was not Tony Romo. Don Meredith. Don Meredith. I won't argue. I won't argue with you on that. You know why? I, to me, they're very. Tony Romo and Don Meredith are very similar quarterbacks. Not not so much. Be, you know, Don was very much beloved by his teammates. I, I would never say that about Tony Romo. I'm not saying he's not liked by his teammates. He's just not beloved by his teammates like Meredith was. But uh, but very gifted, uh, a, a really good quarterback, a really good athlete, much like Tony. He'd been a great basketball player. Tony was a great basketball player. 
very, very uh, uh, athletic and very good, but also capable of doing some of the dumbest things sometimes, you know, a bad throw, forcing a play. Now, it, in the reason I gave Meredith the nod over Tony was that, that, he, that he won more. He, he brought that team up from nothing, and he just got beat to death doing it. You know, Tony's taking a beating back there as well, but no one in the history of this organization, no quarterback in the history of this organization took more beating from opponents and from fans than Don Meredith did. Here's a finding I find interesting. Yeah? Yeah. I'm looking at your ratings. I'm looking at Rick Goose Goslin, the Hall of Fame uh, member of And and also voter. A voter. A voter. And you, I believe, are the only one in this group that has Romo fourth. Uh, Kalashaw and Goose both have Romo fifth behind Danny White. Danny White. You know, all I can think of with Danny White is no Danny no. Who said that? Tom Landry. Tom Landry said that. Was it a quarterback sneak? Uh, he, he called an audible. I can't remember what the play was, but he called an audible. I think he, I think he and Landry, quarterback Landry sneaked on a fourth on down. That. Yeah. I don't. I don't understand how you. How you, listen? I, I know Danny White's numbers were were pretty good, and I know he won some games for the Cowboys. But I, you know, I don't. I don't see how you make that. I, I'm just. I'm just. I just wanted to point that out because I'm sure there are a lot of people that think Romo belongs. You know, top three, top two, maybe. Well, certainly when you look at his numbers, because that, the, well, well, here's he has Marino-like numbers. Who you? Who you earlier said? I think you alluded to the fact that you liked Marino maybe better than Troy Aikman. Uh, do I like it? Do you implied it and I inferred uh, it? Maybe you inferred that. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. Uh, I, I think I think they're very similar kind of quarterbacks. He was kind of a statue, uh, kind of like like Troy was. Uh, uh, Marino, tre- Marino, yeah. a tremendously quick release though, uh, very Namath like in that. You know, so um, it, they're very they're close. They're close. Uh, but but the back to the point about uh, Romo and White. I to me. I, I you know, I know there's people who it's, it's trendy to say you, you don't like Tony Romo. People, oh, that, look, that makes you look cool. I, I like Danny White better than him. It's like I, you can't. So say you're that. you're accusing Rick Goslin of being trendy. I, I okay. am. I'm saying that. <laughs> have, have you seen just, his dress lately? I think he just doesn't like. He it. I think he's just looking at it like I, I'm that, that Danny's winning percentage. Well, let's get Evan's opinion on this. Evan, what do you think? Oh, there is no. Oh, Evan's there. not here. Evan's not. Evan's in on Rosemary Beach, uh, living it up. All right, so now moving on from uh, let, let's look at running backs. Now. This is, this is an, another no-brainer. It is a no-brainer. I mean, you, you, you the you, NFL's all-time leading rusher. How, how can you not take Emmitt Smith? Right. Got. It. Let's move on. There's 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 no question. Emmitt there, Smith is there, number is, one. Uh, he was number one on everybody's list there. Number two on everybody's list there. Tony Dorsett. Tony Dorsett. So uh, and, and and also a no-brainer. Dude, you, know thing, you know who would disagree with this? Who? The greatest contrarian of all, Skip Bayless. He would tell us. Something that Herschel Walker was the number one, or Moose Johnson really. Frankly, frankly, aside from him, everybody else in the world would would come up with these two. Frankly, you know, and, and, and Herschel, I believe, was he number three on everybody's list? Isn't that funny? No, Calvin. One, Hill. two, three. No, no. He oh, was, no. He one, was, two, three. Calvin made fourth on on my list and several other people's lists. It would have uh, been. It would have been my. He would have been third on my list too. Calvin. Yeah, Hersh, You know what Herschel's greatest contribution to the Cowboys was? Obviously, the trade the, to the being, Minnesota Vikings. Being traded to the Minnesota Vikings. You know, I, I think what you have to go back and look at is that uh, Herschel was very productive in the short time he was here with the Cowboys. I, I voted him third. I, I didn't feel good about it. I think it's what tells you a little bit Did about— you have to take a shower after? after <laughs> no, you voted it wasn't third? that bad. Would... It says a little something about the fact that, okay, you've had the NFL's all-time leading rusher, uh, and then you had Tony Dorsett, who was very good. Uh, you had them both in the same backfield for— 
Not Smith and Dorsett. You're talking about Dorsett and, and yeah, Herschel. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, you did. Uh, yes, the Cowboys did. But, you know, that's not a lot of depth at that position. You know, I, I was you know, I was doing this when I did mine. I had, of course, waited until the last minute to do course, it, yeah. as, as always. And and so I wasn't really researching. I'm doing it more off the top of my head than anything else. But I kept thinking, you know, it wasn't you know was, wasn't Dwayne Thomas better than some of these guys? Wasn't you know? Of course, the, the problem with Dwayne, he had a very short career with the Cowboys. Right. Uh, so you can't go off of who had the most potential. It, it, the point you were making about Herschel Walker to me was that. Uh, having not been a guy who paid a lot of attention to SEC football uh, back in the 80s, you know, I was, you know, more Mr. of a S- Southwest Conference. I was Mr. Southwest yeah. Conference. You, thought Rice, you thought Rice was better than Georgia back in those days. And, of course, you couldn't find anybody who doesn't think that Urshel Walker was one of the all-time great college running backs. And, of course, he was. You know, he's, he's one of five or six probably best running backs ever in college football. The thing that struck me watching him play for the Cowboys was he was like a rocket ready to go off. You know, he'd be back there, but he'd be bouncing around between behind the line of scrimmage, looking for a hole, and then finally, if he saw one, he's through it and he's gone. But the problem was that you're waiting five and six carries for him to find that hole. Here's let me let me give you a shocking prediction. Yeah, shocking. After this upcoming season, there are people who who will want to put Zeke Elliott in this conversation. Nope. Not not one or two, but the, but but they'll certainly have him. Maybe four or five. I believe that one of us even might have said something like that. Uh, here it is, right here. Who from John Machota? He's a because he had he had Smith, Dorsett, Herschel Walker, uh, Calvin Hill, and then he went back to Don Perkins, number five, as as I did. Don Perkins, uh, one of the Cowboys' first backfield, was one right. of the very earliest running backs, and took a pound and got himself just beat to death back there. But a very effective runner for the Cowboys back in those days. Uh, John Machota's comment was too early to put Ezekiel Elliott in the top five? Question mark. Okay, I'll leave him out. He'll be there soon enough. He's just a fan. I wasn't saying <laughs> I, I wasn't saying he deserved to be in the top. I said there were people who put him in the discussion. And well, some people put voila. DeMar- there, there he is. Some people put Demarco Murray in their list. Oh, uh, you know what? I hadn't thought about that. Uh, Tim Kalishaw had Demarco Murray number four. I, I think I, I have a hard time. Voting for a guy who had one. I thought he had. I thought really that was Scott season. Murray. He was referring oh, to. Oh, they're I, very nice. I, 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 uh, one good season. I mean, and that see that's my problem with this this list of, of this position. Who on this uh, who on this list had a long productive career? Emmett Smith. Emmett Smith. Tony and Dorsett. Tony Dorsett. And that's why they're and that's, one too. And that's and it. And that's pretty much it. The rest of them all had. Fairly short. Now, now, Don Perkins played several years, but he didn't rack up great numbers with the Cowboys. Well, it was a whole different league. It was at the a whole time. different era. That, absolutely, the, the, the number of games played in the season. But in the last forty years, you know, and of course, this is one of the reasons why Jerry never drafted running backs. Remember, when he had Emmitt, he he wouldn't draft any, and he had Emmitt and Troy. He never drafted any quarterbacks. He never drafted any running backs. Well, the, he got he got the, he got his money's worth. He got his money, but when both of those guys went south, he had no replacements for them at, uh, either. So that was one of the problems. But right. that, so so you don't have a lot of depth there. Let's move on. Let's move on. The next position, wide receiver. Now, here was a position that you could say that the Cowboys have as much quality depth as they did at quarterback and maybe at any position. Maybe. I, I don't know about that. You don't? No. Cer- certainly certainly not Hall of Fame worthy. I well, think they, that's – go they've got, they got two Hall of Famers. They do. There. They do. But and, and should but, have three. Uh, yes. But I'd say Bob Hayes – you were talking about Michael Irvin, Bob Hayes, and I think Drew Pearson is is, is 
you're that saying was pretty should... much the order here. According to the, across the board, Michael Irvin was the uh, was the by acclamation he was the number one pick. Everybody had had uh, Michael Irvin number one. There was a little bit of a split vote on number two. Uh, we had um, let's see one two votes for Drew Pearson. For number two, I had Hayes number two. I had Hayes number two. I got to agree with you. I have tremendous respect for the man because uh, he changed the NFL. I mean, they they basically came up with with zone defenses because nobody could cover him. Uh, So if if you're going to be – if that's the the impact you made when you were playing – then, then I give you all the props in the world for that. There's no question. So yeah. this is this is this is pretty much no argument here. All right, well, let me go. Back, but I do think it was interesting to me once you got past those three. I, I go ahead. The number four, the number four uh, wide receiver, and we see uh, a guy come up here who is currently on the team, Des Bryant. Des was pretty much the the consensus pick there at number four as well. So, so it's an ADA convention we have here. Pretty much uh, ahead of. And this is what's the most interesting pick to me was look at the number one, two, three, four, five oh. pick from Rick Goslin, who has a Hall of Fame boat. I, I, oh, T.O.? T.O. How about that? Now, I, for what he did with the Cowboys, I'm not putting T.O. On, on this list, not just because he was just a, a bad guy, but because, because like Herschel Walker, when you see him up close, you saw all the flaws. And, and I'm not talking about what he did off the field, I'm talking about on the field. He had, for, he Drops. was unquestionably a great receiver because he racked up a lot of yards and a lot of touchdowns. But he had the worst hands he of any great receiver I ever saw. He was a classic, throw me the ball, I'm going to cradle this, and then bring it back in. So to me, if a guy has hands that bad, that means that I can't always throw him the ball in a position I wanted to throw it to him. You know, I want to be able to count on this guy actually catching it, not just making a big play every once in a while. So Okay, I wanted, I'd like to hear a different kind of transition from you when we go into the offense, offensive lineman. You know, let, let's have a, a, a nice transition. A nice transition? Yeah, don't say, okay, now let's moving on to offensive linemen. <laughs> think of something let's witty. Think of something witty to say about offensive linemen. Here's, here's what I'm going to say witty about that. What in the world do we know about offensive linemen? All we know is what other people tell us. Yes, that's correct. Because here's the thing. If you go back, and it's, it's like in the voting for uh, all American teams. Uh, if a team is, in college football, if a team is really good offensively, you can guarantee that some of those offensive linemen are going to be all American. So this is this is going to be, or if they go to Nebraska or Alabama. Oh, yeah, they go to a place where they puts out a lot, turns out a lot of those. Or Alabama. Yeah. So th- this is going to be a slam dunk, so we don't really need to spend a lot of time on this, do we? Well, here's the thing. Who's the greatest offensive lineman in Cowboys history? Well, it's either one or two players, both Hall of Famers, Larry Allen or Rayfield Wright. Yeah, I, I, I go with Larry Allen. You know, based I, I, based I, the I, fact that he played two different positions? Well, because he played everything. He was great everywhere he played. Uh, and, and the fact, as I pointed out, he, he bench-pressed 700 pounds. Uh, that's phenomenal. The man bench press. Does that make does pounds. that does that make him a better offensive lineman? You is better that, are you a better offensive lineman because you could bench press seven hundred pounds instead of six hundred and fifty pounds? You always you're, you're who's bench pressing six hundred and fifty pounds? Nobody's I don't doing, know. Nobody's doing that. I don't know. I'm not consumed by numbers. Nobody's I wanna, doing I'm that. I had a conversation with Tim Collishaw here now. You're wow. not, he's a numbers guy. He is a numbers guy. He scored higher on his numbers on his SAT than he did on the He scored on number the, higher on his SAT in math. Then I did combine math and English. <laughs> That's not true, but he did score very high on his math. Uh, but but the, the, my point is is that that Larry Allen was so strong that that's why he was actually a better guard than he was tackle because from that position you're you're you know you're just 
pushing guys down the field. He loved to, to run block. Uh, a great offensive lineman. Rayfield Wright, number two. You know, it was then after that, it's a crapshoot. You know, I had third on my list, uh, Ralph Neely. He's before my time, but, uh, but, but he was a guy who was an icon. I always thought it was a cowboy icon. Pretty much, you know, from that area. Because, you know, he was part of that, that infamous uh, tug of war between the Oilers and the Cowboys uh, in which they, the, the case went to court. Uh, both teams had drafted him and signed him. And, uh, and so it ended up being a very interesting uh, uh, resolution to that case. Uh, certainly a, a great player. You know, the, the thing about it that's interesting to me, I was once had a conversation with um, – the old oh, you can't remember now. Cowboys running back, uh, the Let's, cowboy Walt Garrison. Walt Garrison, thank you very much. Uh, and See, which, between us, we can come up with no everything. Kidding. Is that uh, you saw on this list? John Nyland's name came up, uh, and I'm sure Nyland's name came up because he made a lot of Pro Bowls, um, and it was obviously a, a really great player. I asked him once. I said, "Who would you rather run behind, John Nyland, uh, or and and I mentioned another guard, and he said, "I'd rather run behind the other guard." Uh, because he he said that he, he I knew I knew where he was going I knew what he was going to do uh, and that's an interesting to me to get that uh, from players he told you that off the record he did tell me off the record so now now you're telling everybody I told everybody that he hated John now no that's <laughs> yeah. not true that's not that's not the case but it's interesting to me to get the the perspective of players and what they think because it's not always the same as as what you get from coaches and other people I think so. we should, let's let's try to speed this up speed it up yeah all right all right we'll go faster. Tight ends? Is there any question about that one? I can't remember when, when Jason Witten wasn't the Cowboys tight end. I know. It seems like he's been there forever, right? Yeah, for, forever. And see, that's he, what, he's blocking Gavin Escobar's uh, ascension. I, I, you know, at one time the Cowboys used to be always have a great tight end. I mean, they, they, would, they would have a really good tight end. They would draft another one. They would just pile them up at the position. Uh, they don't do that anymore, Gavin Escobar. But Jason Witten's number one. <laughs> I voted uh, Jay but, but you know, you know, people on the. I just want to talk about those Super Bowl Cowboy teams in the nineties. Yeah, they will swear to you. No matter, you know, I've talked to quarterbacks, Troy Aikman. I've talked to Darren Woodson. I've talked to to just about everybody on that team. I don't know what Michael Irvin. I don't know why I'm limiting it by saying they will tell you how invaluable. Is that the right way of saying it? Yeah. Or valuable? How valuable? Yeah. Or inv- they both mean the same thing? Yeah, sure much. Kind of J- like inflammatory and inflammatory. J- I have an inflammatory in, in, my, in my toe right now. Yeah, thank you. But but I, I think that they, they'll tell you how uh, Jay Novacek was a very key part of that. Of course he was. That's things. what I said earlier. But to me, when you took him out of that offense, there was a noticeable difference in it. He was, Of course, he was a more of a hybrid type tight end. Most of the tight ends that the Cowboys had had up to that time were, were big blockers, too. He was not that big a block. He was a little what, guy. Uh, but he was a great receiver uh, and, and, a, and great at getting open. We're seeing, and also we're seeing Witten now in the dusk of his career, in the twilight of his career. Yes. So we, we, it, it's hard. I, don't, I, don't want, I want everybody to remember Witten not as the, as the guy who catches passes and falls down, as basically is, is what he is now. But yards after catch is not good. No, so but but I, I, people he he was he's a, a phenomenal player. Well, he's phenomenal on a number of fronts here. He's such a professional. Always done a great job. Always been everything a coach could possibly want, and just such a great guy. Great guy in the community. Uh, just a great guy in general. I, I you know uh, he'd have to really. Uh, other than Darren Woodson, he'd rank up there in my all-time favorite Cowboys to, to talk with. to to, yeah. to to deal with. All right, let's let, let's move to the other side of the ball. All right, okay. Let's let's, let's go uh, defensive lineman where I think it's going to be a slam dunk. 
the number one, the consensus. I think number pick, one and number two are are are, are close. Uh, I wouldn't say that. Uh, number one, oh. Mister Cowboy himself, Bob Lilly. Yeah. Uh, now, now, would Bob Lilly be a great defensive tackle today? Uh, probably not. Probably not. But but for his era, he was a dominant defensive tackle, and uh, not only for the Cowboys but across the league. Okay, uh, we're not going to argue with that. Number greatest two, cowboy. Number ever. two he might be the greatest cowboy ever. Number two. Number two. This is to me where uh, I voted for Randy White. Number two. I think it's a slam dunk, and I think everybody else did as well. Uh, but I got to tell you, um, if I had to do it over again, I might go with Harvey Martin. Really? Well, because Harvey Martin was an unbelievable pass rusher. You look, go back and look at the sacks. You know, not in, in, of course they didn't count sacks. They didn't back. count sacks. Well, they did. They started during his okay. career, uh-huh. but but for, there were years went by where they didn't count them. Uh, and he was a tremendous pass rusher. And to me, we talk about what's the most important thing. Well, you know, you got to be able to stop the run. There's no question about that. But you got to get to the quarterback. So let me ask you this: Would Harvey Martin be the greatest cowboy of all time who grew up in Dallas and went to high school? Uh, well, we had the, there are not very many. There's Dwayne Thomas, uh, who grew up in Dallas and was maybe could have been if he had stayed here and hadn't been kind of a knucklehead. Um, but Harvey Martin. Harvey Martin, I just if, thought of if he's question. number two on the list, uh, you know, or if he's number three on the list on these positional rankings, right? And yeah. how many of these other guys on the positional rankings grew up in Dallas? I don't. I, so far, no one comes to mind. Uh, the guys, the guys. That's we, a good question. So is is Harvey Martin the greatest Dallas Cowboy who was from da- who grew up in Dallas? He, he um, might be. I'm looking on the list here, uh, and none of these other guys did. That'd be a, that'd be a good that would be a good. Uh, a good poll because I don't. You know what? It'd be Harvey Martin. Maybe nobody. Who would be number two? I don't I know. Just said Dwayne Thomas. You think so? Uh, there's there's other guys, uh, but I'd have to go back and look. Uh, there have been some guys, but they have been pretty marginal players for the most part. I'm I'm just just asking. I just thought of it. So we had so we had those two guys, and then and then, uh, and then at number four. I think it's worth uh, noting here. Uh, I had uh, Charles Haley number four. Um, so did Goose. I felt good about that. Tim went with Ed Jones. Uh, I think, uh, you know, because they were bookends, Ed, uh, Too Tall Jones and uh, Harvey Martin, uh, most people would tell you that Harvey was the better player. And, and also on, there was some talent at tackle on, on the, uh, with Dutton and uh, Randy White. Yes. So, well, that was a great defensive line. Yeah, so, so, so that was it. You know, I think I might give the edge to Charles Haley here. I'm, he, I might even move him up. Might even, I, well, of course, I didn't vote because nobody thought Nobody asked, asked you, me. no. But but I, but I I think uh, you know Charles Haley what what he brought to this the Cowboys those back to the Cowboys Super Bowl teams in the nineties well he was he was what was missing yeah he was the, the the missing link in more ways than one what is that supposed to mean I don't know wow wow I wish you hadn't said that well but but he'll tell you he'll tell you he was just he was just a different human being then yeah not a good guy uh, at that time uh, a it, much a much better human being now a much better. Uh, but the uh, he might have had some problems as well, so I have a hard time, you know, uh, ripping the guy for that. Um, he was a he was a great player, you know. Charles Haley was also a great player though in San Francisco. So he, he you know, how many he won five Super Bowls, well, right? Well, fortunately, he was such a knucklehead in San Francisco. That's why the Cowboys, that's why the Cowboys were able to get him, right? Uh, so to me, I think that probably. He's probably getting a little bit of credit for what he did in San Francisco. Uh, and then when no, he came. but his effect on the Cowboys when he got here. Oh, no, he was. I'm just saying, what if you'd taken, what if you'd, okay, you had the opportunity to get Ed Jones? 
in, 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 in 1991. Yeah, in his prime. Would have in his prime would he have been as good as? I don't know. They, I don't know the, the way Jimmy Johnson used. They they moved him around. He he was everywhere on. The, and he was very much a hybrid kind of defensive end as well. Very which which probably should bring a, us to small to guy pass rushers. Was he the greatest pass rusher of all time? Cal, uh, do we have that on the list? Charles Haley? No. Do we have Do we have a position? No. We, not- just, said, we just said defensive lineman. Okay. So th- it, w- I, I would say the, the pass rushers. You'd have to say. Uh, I think you have to go to Harvey Martin. Uh, I think he. I think he's the all- Cowboys all time leader in sacks. Uh, and and you know the, that it came. It comes up here. Or Demarcus Ware might be. And this is a part of the the, the discussion. Thanks, Doug. Set him straight. When it, whenever he comes up with some bogus fact, Doug, get a microphone. And get in here. And and say Kevin, that's wrong. But see, here's the here was the problem for Demarcus Ware, Doug, is that we're going to our next position here at linebacker. Demarcus Ware is classified as a linebacker. Was he really a linebacker? Doug, no. Doug, get a microphone. Uh, oh, Doug, Doug, he's not really a linebacker. Doug he's, woke up when we started talking about the cat. He was asleep when we were talking about when we were talking about the Mavericks, and 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 he was okay when we were talking about the Rangers. But now he's, he's he wants to be part of the conversation. He does. Get a microphone and talk. So he's a he's in the three four. Uh, so Demarcus is in the in the in the three four, and so he's a he's a stand up uh, defensive end is what he is. Uh, and uh, there's no question if you're talking about the greatest pass rushers in the Cowboys history, he's in the it's it's him, it's Harvey Martin, it's uh, Charles Haley, those three guys. Okay, I'm, I'm not I'm not going to argue with you. So 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 that but that comes back to the question of now we're on, on the position of linebacker. Uh, we have uh, the guy that. I think it was the consensus pick here also. Oh, well, not, not the consensus pick. I'm, there, come, I'm, I'm, there were three people who picked DeMarcus Ware number one at, at linebacker. Tom Landry. Who did you pick? I picked Chuck Halley. Okay. Because Tom Landry said that the greatest linebacker, he says, I don't believe I ever saw better, someone play the linebacker position better than Chuck Halley. Uh, that'd be good enough for me. Pretty good good enough for me. Now, he did, that was before DeMarcus Ware's time. But DeMarcus Ware wasn't being asked to do well, he was a, right. that he, Chuck Halley did. He was a hybrid. He's a hybrid. Ba- basically, basically, they told – now, there were times when, when uh, DeMarcus had to drop back in the coverage and do things. I don't think he was very good at that. You know, he was a great pass rusher. There's no question about that. But when we saw him being asked to move back and drop back into the coverage, he was not as good. So I, I couldn't know, I couldn't vote him number one because of that at linebacker. I couldn't vote him number two. Number two for me, all time Cowboys linebackers was Leroy Jordan. You're a man of the sixties. Right. It's just you know because 70. Jimmy Jimmy didn't uh, in the nineties. Jimmy didn't value linebackers as we oh, know. Oh, he he brought them in and out, in and out. They he had one it. really good linebacker, Ken Norton, Ken Norton Junior. And and that was the one. That was the one guy. But he wasn't around for the. Th- the third Super he was Bowl. not. He think. was not, and they that was one of those uh, free agent contract oh, he situations. Used to, he used to he used to run them in and run them out. You know, every every coach is different. Some coaches just don't value a position. Well, I think you can look at the NFL. What it evolved into is that the linebacker position wasn't quite as valuable uh, anymore as it had been. Certainly in the '60s, it was, uh, and and in the '70s, and the, because the Cowboys always had great linebackers in the '60s and '70s, always had very productive linebackers. That's where they were funneling all of the the tackles to were, were to those guys. Um, so that that's what, that made a big difference there. If you if you look on that list, uh, and then. Uh, we had a couple of people. We even had a, a, a Coakley recognition. Who, there. who who said that? I believe that was Kate. Uh, Kate, that's a rookie mistake by Kate. I think that was. I think, I think, was. I think that's a rookie mistake. But we'll, 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 well, Kate's we'll much young. Kate's much younger than the rest of yeah, us. Yeah, what too. does she know? 
So she she doesn't have she doesn't remember the doomsday as well as we do. Well, sometimes you look at these things and just because a guy led the team in tackles doesn't mean that much. Right. Uh, not they're, they're funneling everything. Yeah, through. it means that no one else is making any tackles. That's what the problem is. So, uh, so then we went to uh, cornerback, and uh, as we look across the board here, we did have another com- uh, a slam dunk, a slam, a slam dunk. dunk, Mr. Renfro, a guy who who was came up as a safety, I believe, and mo- was moved to cornerback. Something that doesn't happen. Very, no, that does very not much. happen very much. Hall of Famer. That's right, uh, Mel Renfro. Uh, and, and you know the funny thing about it, if you look back in those in those years, what uh, Tom Landry did with secondaries, he he was always tinkering with guys and trying to find guys to play position. He was a he was a very much a tinkerer. I, mean, I don't know if you can get away with that now, but he did back then. Obviously, Deion Sanders was not on this panel because it would not have been unanimous if Deion Sanders was on this panel. I think. Well, you know, I think he would have voted for himself. I, I don't. It, and Deion, he he only made. Uh, well, he wasn't here place. very, but he wasn't here very long. He was not. That was my my point with Dion. He was not here very long. It was at the end of his career, or very close to the end of his career, anyway. And 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 he was still great because just like Charles Haley, he was kind of the, uh, you know, when they got Haley, when they got Sanders, then that that put him over the top. Where did you? Who did? Who did you have second? Do you have Sanders second? I I the, li- the list you gave. I did me, not I, have him second, and I kind of feel bad about who I picked second. Who you, who did you have second? Everson Walls. I did. Why I why would, why feel bad about that? Everson had a lot of interceptions, I, but it's hard for me to explain that. He might have been the slowest defensive back who ever played in the NFL. So, but he, then he would, might have been one of the smartest defensive he backs. He must have been. He must have been. Of course, in the cat, uh, in the in and those the, teams were not terrible. The picture of the catch, he didn't look so great in that one. But you know. But do you know the great? Th- Let me tell you the great thing about Everson Walls on, on, on the catch. He stood there and answered. You know, everybody talks about Elvis Andrews, and and what he did in in, in the series against Toronto. He. Everson has never run away from questions about the about Well, he the never run away from any reporters. He likes he likes sports well, writers. Well, yeah, but 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 the point is he's he, he he's a he's a stand up guy. He was and, a stand up guy, and he had an awful lot of interceptions. And, and what was the what was the the most he had in I one? I think he had eleven in one. Is that is I, that, I, that, that rings sounds true? Right. And, and and that's just that's unbelievable. That's an unbelievable figure to come up with that even I think. Nobody could believe that he that he would keep intercepting. They'd go right at him. Well, they right kept going at right at him because because of, of the other guys he was playing with. Uh, and the other corner back then would have been. Didn't he play with My- Michael Downs? Was a safety. Yes. Uh, Dennis Thurman was a safety. Yeah. So the other cornerback would have been I'm Doug. Blank. Come Doug, on, Doug. Doug, you're no help for us when we right when we needed you, Doug. We, we, you're no help. I, I did have was him. Dexter Klingscale was a set. He was he was a, he was a well, backup. That was safe. that was not that was a poor error. That was at the end of the of uh, the Landry regime, and that was very bad. Um, I had uh, uh, Sanders number three on my list, followed by Cornell Green, and I was you know uh, I gave Sanders the edge over Cornell just because of. Uh, uh, his play overall for his career, kind of like I think some people gave Haley the edge uh, over. I'm, I'm trying some, to look up the 1982 the Cowboys uh, season. And then I had. Oh, they drafted Rod Hill in 1982. Remember him? Yeah, he was great. He, he was a cornerback. And then the number five on there, while you're looking that up, number five on everybody's list was Terrence Newman, uh, who the Cowboys, I think, gave up on a little too soon. I, I wouldn't. I was I didn't have any problem with the Cowboys letting him go because of all the injuries he had. But he sure has played a long time. How does the name Ron it? Fellows strike you? Ron Fellows was not. A, he was a cornerback. Yeah, yeah. Was he on that team? Well, Is that what, what, you're what team? He was a cornerback on the '82 Cowboys. Let's look at the '83 Cowboys. And and I'm not going past the 1983 Cowboys. You're not. No. Okay. All right. And then are we done with this exercise yet? 
Yeah, we're done. We're done with the uh, the cornerbacks. Uh, then, we, then we move on to the safeties. Oh, we're still talking defensive backs. Okay, I got. I'm going to disagree with everybody here. Everybody here. Did there, was this a unanimous pick? Yeah. Number one, Cliff Harris. Okay. Not your favorite. Great, great. I, I, I didn't see Cliff Harris as much as I saw Darren Woodson, but I, I would have a hard time imagining him being better than Darren Woodson. I, I think uh, Captain Crash, uh, the, the, the thing that really stood out about him was that, first of all, he started as a rookie, uh, which in those days, in those Cowboys teams, which were still really good, uh, that was unbelievable that he could start as a rookie. Uh, so he was a very physical uh, safety and a very smart safety. It was, it was hard to get that combination, a guy really smart and really that physical. All I know is people told me Darren Woodson could stop a run like a linebacker and could play uh, passes like a cornerback. Yeah, that's, that's, it's, that's, very cl- it's very close. I but had, I'm, surpri- I'm, I'm stunned to look at this to see that it was unanimous and Woodson was I, – I, I, I'm not a contrarian, but I would, I, would t- I would take Woodson one, and I think most of – our listeners would agree. One, two. Uh, but I think people look at it like, uh, uh, you know, of the accolades they've won. Uh, and that was one of the reasons why. I, I don't, you know, I don't have any problem having Woody. Uh, if, if, if you wanted to flip those guys, uh, you know, I, I think the difference is is that um, in his era, as we talked about, you, it, that's why it's difficult to compare guys across eras is that you say, oh, he couldn't play today, just like Bob Lilly. Would he be a great defensive tackle oh. today? No, probably not. But he was he was an unbelievable tackle in his day. Cliff Harris in his day was a great. Safety. I'm not questioning that. I, I don't. I'm not. I don't mean to question well, that. I, I, Cliff, I, I, Cliff Harris, by the way, is a former ballsy guest. Yes, he is. Cliff Harris is a great guy. He, he's he's a terrific guy. But is, is Woodson closer to the Hall of Fame? Yes. Yeah. So I, I don't probably probably well, maybe because he played on the because, Super Bowl team because Cliff was uh, it's been such a long time. Well, well, maybe Cliff is, is maybe Goose can push him in on the oh Goose is not on the veteran committee. I don't think so. No. So that's that's unfortunate. Uh, I'm I'm a big fan of Woody. I think he because he, look here's the thing that that really make shouldn't. I'm not arguing. I'm believe. not going to argue this. I'm no, just saying. No, no. I'm, I'm just saying what makes Woody such a great player was the fact that. Look what Roy Williams was when Darren Woodson was his partner back Correct. there. Roy Williams, as as uh, as what he said one time, he said Roy's the best football player I ever played with, you know, which was a phenomenal statement to make because he and he was great. And as soon as Darren Woodson retired, Roy Williams was nothing, you know. He he was uh, and of course he he was a, a a box safety, you know. He's a guy you line up on the line of scrimmage and make big hits and rush and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but he wasn't the same after that. And you know what? The Cowboys have not had a safety as good as as uh, Darren Woodson. Did, did you guys? I, I I did you guys have a head coach on this uh, on this? Thing? We did not. We did not vote head coaches for some. Who, reason. who would you vote for? You know, that's a good question. I'd have to. I, I, but I would say uh, you know Tom Landry. Don't, don't be redundant. When I ask you a question, it's going to be a good question. No, that's not true. Uh, no, that's Tom Landry. He's number one. He, but it's because of uh, look, Jimmy was great. But how long was Jimmy here? He, Jimmy won two Super Bowls. Uh, would have won. I, I, I am so convinced he would have won four straight Super Bowls that it, that Barry Switzer won a Super Bowl with Jimmy Johnson's team. That's true. Okay, but but you know, here's the thing too. What people will say would would guys have started to tune Bear, uh, Jimmy out? Would they, uh, probably. You know, would they have gotten tired of that? You know, would they would they have played as well? I you know, in some ways, uh, you know, maybe they did play better for for Barry in that, in that one Super Bowl than they. Would. I want to ask Doug. Doug, who would you take, Coach, all time Coach, the Cowboys? Tom, Tom. Okay, nobody asked you. Okay, 
Um, Wait, is it, are you saying then that you would take Jimmy? I don't over, know over Tom Landry. Uh, That's like, first of all, Tom Landry is like George Washington. You know, was George Washington the greatest president ever in the history of the United he, he States? He wasn't the greatest, but he was the one who started. Would you take, it all. Would you take George he, Washington over Abraham Lincoln? We pretty. Would much, you take George Washington over Abraham Lincoln? We pretty much. George Washington. I'm, 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 and, please answer my question. Would you take George Washington over Abraham Lincoln? Abraham Lincoln would have been too young for the job. Oh my gosh. George Washington. George Washington the, the what he did uh, helped found what we think Abraham of Lincoln the president saved the union. Are you saying that Jimmy Johnson saved the union? Saved the Cowboys? No, but I'm saying just because he was the first. You said Tom Landry was It wasn't just because he was the first. It was because of everything he did. Okay. And he he built the Cowboys. You know, it, he 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 he, and, he, he was and allowed Tex, to build the Cowboys. You know, he had a different different he had nobody really above him. Tom, Tom was the boss. Sure. Jimmy was the boss, but he had med- meddling going on. Oh, not as much as he likes to act like. Oh. It's hard for me to respect uh, Jimmy because of all that all that foolishness. Tom wouldn't but what about the, uh, resorted to all that foolishness. If Jerry, what if Jerry was the owner and Tom had stayed? It would have been difficult for, for Tom to be the, the, the could coach. Tom, could, Tom have st- could Tom Landry have continued as coach of the Cowboys with Jerry Jones as general manager. No, I will say this, too. That's a good question. Uh, no, look, at the end of his career, it was time for Tom to go. There's no question about that. Because, for one thing, Tom said he never would have made that deal for Herschel, the Herschel Walker deal. Right. Uh, you know what? I, I, I've you had time to think about it. I'm going, with Tom, I'm going with Tom Landry. Sure, you got to go with Tom Landry because of what he did. But that's an easy pick to me. But but certainly, you know, Jimmy's number two, but, the, but there's no comparison. There's no, I mean, who's number three? I mean, there's there's ten guys lined up well, there. Well, Barry Switzer did win a Super Bowl. He did win a Super Bowl. Yeah, uh, certainly of, of of coaches I liked, Barry would be up there. Oh, he's a, he's another former ballsy guest. Another former ballsy guest. So, a great guy. A great. Well, I think he's the last guest you got for us as well. That's not true. All right. Oh, last so, good guest. Are we ready to wrap this up before I ask you who the greatest columnist who ever covered the Cowboys would be? Blackie Sheridan. No, I knew you'd say that. Yeah. It was a slam dunk. That was a slam dunk. That's like Tom Landry. All right. Uh, would you think Tim and Goose would have voted that way too? No. <laughs> would they have? Would they have voted for themselves? Would they have voted? I, I am not going to comment on that. They may have. Though. Have we already gone forty minutes on this? You know what? We've gone forty minutes. We can go another forty minutes. We, we could have had forty more intelligent minutes if Doug had, had had thrown in some insight as well. Yeah. But this this was a fun podcast. It was fun because it's the middle of summer. There's nothing really else to talk what about the, the Cowboys about. And uh, what are you, are you, we is, is this is it? Wait, let me ask you: Is this your final podcast before yeah, you head I'm, off? I'm, the, I'm the going re- on vacation for the next two weeks. I'm on vacation this week. I'm here. Evan was on vacation. We had him in from uh, Rosemary Beach or wherever he is. The difference is that you guys are losers. Why can't and, you and join when, us next week? When y'all go on vacation. You have to do this because you have no life otherwise. I, on the other hand, have a life, and so when I go on vacation, I go on vacation. Where are you going, Arkansas? Uh, we are, we're going to Hot of course, Springs. Yeah, we're going well, to Arkansas. The first part of the week, we're not going to Arkansas. The, the, the first week, the second week, we're going to, to Hot Springs. You're the only man I know who, who calls Ar- Arkansas the Maui of, of vacation <laughs> You're places. not called that. But when you got as big a brood as I have, and you got to get everybody someplace as cheaply as possible, that's where we go. Thank God for the in-laws, huh? Well, actually, we're going to go to the lake. 
Oh, are you staying? Hot Springs. Is it their condo you're staying in? No, they don't have one there anymore. They sold it. You sold that because condo they out want, Because why? Because they were tired of <laughs> you coming up with your brood of, with your big brood. No. All right, Kevin, what else did we have this week? Well, I'll tell you, Barry. We also had Evan Grant with us, uh, uh, one of our frequent guests. <laughs> yeah. Odd to discuss the Rangers and the and, and all the uh, scenarios going forward here at the All Star break, and we had Chuck Cooperstein making his debut on Ballsy and a spectacular debut, I might say. I don't know. He disappointed me. He did. He didn't really know who Reagan Smith. He didn't was. know who Reagan Smith, was, but he did talk about the Mavericks. We did. We did go around about lots of things. We SMU, talked about Kevin we talked Durant, to British Open. Talked a little bit of the British Open. But didn't know who Reagan Smith was. Do you know who Reagan Smith is now? Tell everybody before we get started. Yeah, goodbye. she's the alternate for the gym, the women's gymnastics. And where team. is she from? She's from uh, Louisville, is she not? I don't know. She's from the the DFW. DFW. Madison Koshin from Dallas also. She has made the team. She is on the team. Is she Hillcrest? Uh... No, she didn't go to Hillcrest. That's too, that's too bad, really, that she didn't go to Hillcrest. All the great ones did. <laughs> All the great, Kevin. Let's say let's. It's time to say goodbye. Let's let's end it on, on a serious note, though. You have anything serious to say before the, like, all the great ones serious. with the Chris? No, no. Okay, for Kevin Sherrington, I'm Barry Horn. Uh, we're sorry Evan Grant wasn't with us, and so maybe we're not. He there. never is, though. Really. So, thank you for listening to this edition of Ballsy. <laughs>